Hey, critters. Okay, let me make a quick roll to see how much we love you guys. Oh, look at that. It's a natural 5,000. We truly do love making the show, and I promise Dante's not forcing me to say this. I am definitely by my own volition saying this. If you'd like to keep supporting us, give us a little look-see on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, TikTok, and YouTube. We're learning and growing more powerful every single day. Recently, I grabbed a beer from the very depths of an ice-cold cooler. No problems. And the only reason I could is because your support has made me so powerful. It's become a problem. You can find us on social media. Just search Death by a Thousand Crits, but be sure to use the number and don't spell it out. Come join the crew. Chat with us. If you have artwork, send it our way. I will not cry, but I will absorb your power. We are a sibling revelry entertainment podcast, and we have tons of goodies planned if you join the crew. We're constantly working to continue leveling up, and we appreciate everyone joining in to help us grow. It really does mean the world to us. Dante says we have an incredible story to tell, and I love him very much and agree with every decision he makes as a DM. He is not currently standing behind me threatening me with a dirty sock. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Critical Thinking, the show where we talk all things Death by a Thousand Crits and, you know, a little bit of other things. And ready, roll for hosting. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I got a nat 20. <laughs> you did? You really? Yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> Dude, all right, I'm going to go down the line. Ready? I got a nat 1. <laughs> Hunter, what'd you get? 12. Matt? 16. Joaquin? 9. <laughs> Josh? I got a 16 also. And our special guest today, Skylar Corbett. Yay! What'd you get, Skylar? (laughs) I got a one. You got a one. But guess what? (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) He gets a plus 40. On uh, hosting roles. No, no, no. No. His punishment is he has to host now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Skyler, thank you so much for hosting. Hosting duties are yours. Uh, if you want to, you know, kill a character off here, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of episode power? this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck and Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I expect tributes. What are you offering the character alive? I have very little I to have offer. Feet picks. Uh, I yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> you want them? I'll give you, I'll give you my three-year-old. He's a he's a demon right now. You can have him. Oh yeah. Oh, you want a demon and some feet picks? <laughs> So you got a spare bed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got a bed out of it. Yeah. That's very small. And there's a lot of marker red on it. That's, yeah, that's right. it's just marker. Yeah. It's, it's not anything else. It's just marker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
look past it. I have questions for y'all. Yeah, I'm oh, sure you boy. do. <laughs> yeah. Episodes 11, 12, and 13. Oh my gosh. There was so much going on. Good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I'm not lying when I say I've re listened to those three episodes like oh, five sweet. times trying to <laughs> yeah, catch everything. <laughs> I think between Dante like, wow. and I, we've watched it. We've listened to it five times. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And we edit it. We don't even listen to it. <laughs> I've got about two questions for each of you Ooh, that I've put together. It. I don't know how many we'll get through. I don't know how much time you're allowing me to have today. But. <laughs> Oh no! Time's up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Time. That's Thanks crazy. for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the time. Nice time flies when you're having fun. Thank you, Skylar. Thank you for being handsome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. So Dante, you the party got split. Was that always planned? Did you expect for that to happen, or is that just how things wrapped up and it? Did it add or detract from what you had oh, planned? Good question. So I I had arc two, the beginning of arc two, uh like written out shortly after we ended arc one. Cause I just got like a brain blast and was like, oh, it'd be awesome. Like like intellect devours, which ties into something way later on. Okay, way like these guys don't know anything about it. But mm-hmm. I was like, th- like these guys are gonna be hard. I wanted Arc Two to now really feel like very like training wheels are off. We're going to mm-hmm. there's high stakes now, like very high stakes. Like people can die. So that encounter was was planned for everyone to be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when Orin, that's why I was like, uh, when Orin got taken over by that intellect devour, I was like. This is awesome, but I do feel bad about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but it but it it presented a lot of good moments for every character when they split. So that mm-hmm. that was that was really cool. But no, I, it wasn't planned at all <laughs> for them to split. Nah. <laughs> that surprised me. Section I had all my well, spells too. Like, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then freaking Josh over here not <laughs> yes. remembering his spells. Hard mode, baby. Oh, we would have been so screwed if I didn't actually check that out during that session too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we split up specifically to die. And uh, it just hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted yep. to test Dante's resolve. Yeah. 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 Y'all yeah. are just ready for your next characters. <laughs> knowing knowing that it was that encounter was planned for the whole crew, I will say that Orin and Bertram held out very well. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like fingers. a super stacked fight. It feels like the perfect difficulty level <laughs> listening to it. So that's really fun to know that that was not the plan. Well, going back and listening to it. As the li- from the listener side, it does feel more balanced than it felt when I was oh, in no. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I was like, oh, okay, that didn't sound as bad as it felt. Yeah, yeah. Matt <laughs> was furious the whole time. Oh, Matt was pissed off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so parts. Spicy. There's parts in it where I where I edited it out where Matt was yelling at me and made me cry. No, that's no. not true at all. I handled it very well. <laughs> Full steam yelling at him. Yeah, horse afterwards. <laughs> It was, Josh was yelling too. He was screaming at Dante. It was yeah, crazy. It never happens. No. Come on. Yeah, no. I, I actually a couple oh God, times. Dude, why are you yelling? That's the worst I got. 
Josh, wow. stop yelling, dude. Right. Right. Levels, dude, the levels. God. I'm looking the at levels. it. It doesn't even go red. Wow. <laughs> you can see it. In the red. <laughs> uh, no, that, was, that was a very cool encounter. I really I thought that was yeah. a, the perfect encounter to do at the beginning of arc two because mm-hmm. it was like, here we are, guys. <laughs> here we mm-hmm. are. <laughs> and yeah. the intellect of ours was a really fun monster to choose too because that's not one that I personally have seen used very often. Yeah, so it was fun. It's disgusting. To get to witness a creature I'm not familiar with. Mm, yeah, yeah I was so... Brain. That's why. Yeah, I, I, can't give, I can't give much weight, but I like, in, I like introduced them and then Matt texted later. He's like, those are... F- fucking intellect of ours aren't they it's like yes they are <laughs> yeah. he's like oh no it was a flashback for me because i i remember playing against those back in like third edition Ooh. so yeah i was just like oh my god as soon as he described them i was going oh no 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 no, no. I, yeah i knew they were right away too i just from all the yeah they're classic man i'm trying i was trying not to like put D pieces together because i don't want to Mm-hmm. Make assumptions, but you can, specu- you can speculate now. You can see, but no, then that oh, I'm a game like a mother. I don't care. We know that. We know where it's going, Dunt. It's going to be Krang, is the big boss. Right before we end this arc, he's going to be four yep. turtles. We're going to have to like out of nowhere <laughs> crossover <laughs> team up with TMNT yeah. against Krang. The classic Our big deal. Real bloodthirsty turtles. <laughs> so that fight ended up leading to. Uh, Orin and Bertram discovering a machine Mm -hmm. that was taking care of Alpha's family, or Isaac's family. Bertram learned some very interesting stuff about his family with that machine. I'm very curious (laughs) what was going through Bertram's head when Alpha... Hey, we'll start with this one. What was going through his head when he recognized his father's handiwork on the machine? I think... When we recorded the episode, I said something like, it was nice to see something familiar, but then he was immediately angry. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Dante and I talked about like how artificers are when I was making this character. And like the magic that's used in that mm-hmm. thing is like a huge no-no. Like It's just like a big, like you're not supposed to fucks with time. And yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard, yeah. Because he was like raised to be an artificer from a kid, all that stuff. So like he's like these are all the rules you're mm-hmm. not supposed to break, and this was obviously made by my dad. So it's just, mm-hmm. and he didn't really trust Alpha or anything. It, so it was like a lot mm-hmm. at one time. Was it a surprise to Bertram at all that his father was involved, or is that the kind of thing that he sees and he's like, okay, that makes sense. I'm no, still mad. I think I that caught him really off guard. Because he he's been so far removed from his family at that point that like seeing something that was so intrinsically attached to them, especially his dad, was like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I had I had that plan for. I think I got that idea, um, like right before we did the Raveda fight at the end of Arc One. I was like, okay, here's how I'm gonna tie. Bertram's story in because I knew I wanted to go to Scott, which is where we're going next. And I knew like I wanted Bertram's family to be involved. I was like, Oh, his dad, of course. So 
It just yeah, flows. Yeah. I, the campaign's building yeah, itself. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. Dante doesn't do any work. It just kind of falls into place. <laughs> we do the hard work okay. and he just kind of fills in the gap. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a, that's all like nice texts when players text him going, Hey, how about we do this? He was like, Okay, yeah, I got no idea what yeah, to do. I basically, I basically <laughs> just everything by asking him for stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, Dante just built this whole campaign out of AI. Yeah. Just implement- <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, 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 no. I loved Josh's reaction in the episode because he couldn't talk. <laughs> he was like, uh, uh, uh what? What? <laughs> I was loved it because right at that, until, until that moment when his dad came into the picture at all, he didn't give two shits about that machine of the family that was there. Right. He was just like, right. yeah, hey, I yeah. guess I'll go look at it. <laughs> Whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, daddy? Yeah. <laughs> and, and was, like, up until that point, like he was just there to get rid of his dad. Like that was like the whole thing. Like he yeah. didn't care about any of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, here's like, you probably got screwed around for a while. Here's a little tidbit. It was like a big turning point. So I I was glad it happened. That made it easier to Mm -hmm. give Bertram more emotion about things. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what that was? And I could see that. I could see that part of Bertram coming out once that information it's was good dropped. that it came out uh, yeah uh, <laughs> it did yeah i noticed <laughs> he was yeah. a cardboard person before <laughs> yeah, that. pretty much <laughs> i'm not super good at rp i'll i'll admit that it's not like my strong suit that's all i have in my uh in my tool belt <laughs> I think a road. throw knives or uh stab with the same knife uh <laughs> <laughs> That was a, that was a yeah. cool moment. I was I so, was excited for that one, for sure. It was really cool. As a listener, it was really fun to get that. I I'm personally a sucker for character backstory, and anytime any show includes that for their characters, I'm I'm hooked. Like, oh, it's so good. I love that stuff so much. Yeah. Um, sticking to Bertram, I have another question about all the drops that were on him. <laughs> Alpha reveals that he was the reason that Bertram is stuck with the crack hands. And we get in the episode Bertram's response that he's not happy, <laughs> very angry about that. But I'm I'm curious very specifically about what Bertram thought of the fact that Alpha did that specifically because he was he was intrigued in the skill set Bertram had developed and he wanted to use that skill set. Like what? What was Bertram's thought process hearing that? I think reasoning? with like most of his childhood backstory being revolved around like him having to learn all this stuff because he was good at it. Not that he necessarily liked it, but that he was good at it. It just mm-hmm. made the anger so much higher because like that was one thing he was trying to get away from with some of the backstory stuff that comes out later that we've recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bert, dun, dun, dun. Bertram isn't just good at it. He he's like a prodigy with artificer stuff. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. So and you'll 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 see he's like amazing. how how like 
truly good he is at this later <laughs> uh, in this arc. But yeah, mm-hmm. so he builds Brill a friend out of a couple of toothpicks <laughs> and some aluminum foil. <laughs> Yes. Um, exactly. No, it's, it's just like one of those things where, like, I don't know if this is relatable, but it's like you're so good at something, but you don't like doing it. And yeah. then somebody's like, mm-hmm. This is the, the only reason you're prodigy. here. They're like, oh, cool. That's so much This is worse. all I care about is this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's understandable. That's actually really fun. I, I'm glad that was good because I felt like I did not play that out super well, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, dude. You did great. Like, all of that. I, w- I was just eating it up all five times I listened to it. I feel like after that episode is when Josh really took off with, like, RP stuff and... Like, really getting into the character. Mm-hmm. Like, you had, I think, oh, yeah. a more of yep. a direction of where you wanted to go with Bertram. Oh, for sure. After these episodes. Yeah. It is weird how that happens. And that's always yeah, fun Yeah, because I, I think uh, each of our characters kind of has that moment. I think that has to do with the DMing mm-hmm. also, of having, like, a, a point where you you embody the character. And it's usually, like, a story point or something like that. But, yeah, I definitely feel like Bertram, you, Josh... Mm-hmm specifically like after that you're like oh, okay this is my character like it, you you became more invested at well, that it made more sense too mm-hmm. i think because i think pretty much everybody had a big like character moment in that last episode yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of the theme of those three episodes was character moments and there was a lot of backstory a lot of very enriching content got dropped for everyone which was really cool and it just goes to prove how great of a DM Dante is that he can. I was gonna say you don't have oh, to say this. Okay. No, <laughs> don't have to work all that. No, I do have to say it because it's hard. It's not it, like hard. I've seen it with my show, and I've seen it with other people's shows. Like it's one thing to have one character that kind of shines for a couple episodes, and then another character, but to have everyone get their moments within the same time frame is really hard to do. And really impressive when it works, no, and it did do you. You're welcome, you to it. It. <laughs> party. And then the AI pumps it Don't out. Don't pet his ego anymore. <laughs> it's not even Dante. He doesn't need it. It's not even Dante. But I need it. I need it. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have four kids that don't so even want- care that you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have. You gotta have somebody. Oh, man. So I want to stick with this this Alpha link because he Alpha as a character was kind of tied to a lot of jaw dropping yeah. moments for yeah. everyone. <laughs> he he reveals that the the wild magic surges that everyone's been dealing with isn't actually wild magic. It's people's natural magic within them being stifled, and it's it's comes across that sorcerers specifically are very susceptible to that phenomena so i'm very curious matt how does Oren feel knowing that since he is a sorcerer is he worried about that or is it the the fact that his sorcerer powers comes through his gun mage abilities does that like disconnect him from that a little more no i don't think so um the, the more we 
kind of talk about his backstory and where he came upon his sorcerer abilities and stuff. The he is very much still a sorcerer, um, just mm-hmm. with the the gun mage kind of skin to it and the nature of his sorcerer's mm-hmm. abilities. Uh, but that really kind of made him more invested in the situation. I think when uh, when that happened because mm-hmm. it it was a job. And it's not to say he was completely disconnected from it, but it was a job like many others he had gotten until then. But mm-hmm. uh, once that was revealed, he he definitely felt more invested in it on a personal level. Uh, and you kind of see that okay. with a lot of his his serious moments kind of ramped up. Uh, he wasn't quite as, you know, peacocky as he normally is. He, mm-hmm. he He's more vested in the in the mission and in the goals because he can relate to it as a sorcerer that this these terrible things are happening to people like him. And he's very much aware of that. He always mm-hmm. has been. And it's not something that he uh, is okay with. It doesn't sit right with him at all. Uh, this mm-hmm. was a very good way to really tie him in personally to the the, the mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, <clears throat> I'm going to add something to that because Orin is uh, a ladron. He's not from this world. And he doesn't know that. Okay. Right? So his powers aren't necessarily connected to Orthane. They're connected from mm-hmm. somewhere else, which he has no idea about, <laughs> which right. I think is amazing. Right. There are some okay. mysteries in his background. <laughs> he just thinks he's just a regular old elf, and he's fine with that. Um, there are some of, the, some of the things that came up as far as when he came upon his sorcerer's abilities, which was later in life. It wasn't very early. Uh, that he's okay with, but he's, he still doesn't know before that because he, it kind of came up when he was already grown. He was a soldier. He was already, he already had a, a direction in life. And then this happened. It's not like it happened mm-hmm. way early on where he knows the origin of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually had the same thoughts as Skylar did when I was listening to it again. I was like, oh, I wonder how Orin was feeling like at that point when it was revealed, like the sorcerers were who mm-hmm. don't necessarily know they're sorcerers because, like in Orthane, if you're a sorcerer, like you kind of get you get hunted straight up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought the same thing. Great question, Skylar. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to add something. Um, mm-hmm. I no. didn't put any of that together. Didn't realize that's why those people were exploding. Nice. <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. There's a wait. Like until just now, or while you were editing too. <laughs> until just now. Oh, just now. Until just now. Never put it together. All right. You know, I think that episode um, when we recorded it. I was not really there. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> on top I of the when I was editing stuff, it, I, I was in such a rush. <laughs> I was hearing the sound, but I wasn't interpreting sound. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It just sounded like wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. That's so, so thank you. I, I'm really glad that I know that now. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, um, Oren is now very invested yes. in this, what's going on. And it's becoming very obvious to him, I feel like, and the rest of the crew, that what they're getting wrapped up in is a lot bigger than what they were initially Absolutely. thinking it Definitely. was. 
Does he regret getting his crew involved in this at all? No. I don't think he would. I don't think he would regret that because to him, um, especially, you know, he's he comes from that soldier background where this is what mm-hmm. I signed up for kind of mentality. Uh, so when he hires a crew, he makes it known to them. You would have to imagine that he he really does communicate to them, listen, you're signing on. You're signing on with me and you're signing on with what we are, whatever we're going to get into 100%. This is when there's a goal, okay. we're going to go after that goal. And I don't think so. Uh, he doesn't want to put his crew at risk um, needlessly. But when mm-hmm. there is something to go after, which he thinks this is absolutely worthy of a mission, something to actually go into, something to sink his teeth into, absolutely, he's all in. And with that soldier background comes with my crew is with me. Because that's what they signed mm-hmm. on for as well. That's why we're here. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And obviously, his crew is more than capable. Yeah. They've proven that multiple times <laughs> in what I've been able to yeah. do. It's a weird bunch, but yeah. they, they are absolutely good at what they do. <laughs> they get the job done. Especially the crew as it stands after the last recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, that's going to be fun for you. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do that, Hunter. Come on, man. I'm curious, just as a little aside, how far ahead of episode 13 have you guys recorded? Like, how many episodes do you have raw recordings for? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even answer that. I don't know. I just know it's been. I'm going to leave that to Dante and Hunter. They know the editing and the. Oh, geez, the live recordings. I forgot. We have like. Yeah. Um, Do you know how many do we have in the can, so to speak? I'd say maybe like five or six is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, So I won't have to wait too long. No, no. Yeah, there's. So. (laughs) <laughs> because because uh, my wife was pregnant, she gave birth in November. Like we mm-hmm. recorded in September, I think, and then we weren't able mm-hmm. to record anything until <laughs> this past Friday. So we're all like, "Oh no, <laughs> it's catching up." <laughs> <laughs> catching up. Yeah, we were yeah. way ahead and good yeah. to go, but yeah. now we're like, Ooh. "Yeah, yeah." Because yeah. like, Dante decided oh, he yeah. wanted. I know, a I know how that feels. Hands. Yeah. Uh, no, he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. What else are kids good for? <laughs> he's still trying to build his baseball team. Oh, no. <laughs> That's nine kids, Matt. That's way too much, dude. <laughs> Apologize to Ashley right now, Matt. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Into the universe. <laughs> Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. You won't have to wait very long because it's there's there's a lot of good no. stuff that's okay. coming up, that's coming up. Yeah, not as long as we have. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no. some great RP. Oh yeah, there's some gr- just that's good. I'm excited. It's all so fun from here on. Like the second arc is just it, a big. Yeah, it gets fun. so much better. <laughs> I and obviously we're definitely. I think a little biased is because it got more fun as we went along with like <laughs> what came out and mm-hmm. like the changes we got to make to our characters from leveling up and stuff. Yeah. But it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it gets, it gets so much better. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that comes across the fun that we that. have making these last few of the arc. I'm, I'm really hoping that communicates across. I, I was starting awesome. to pick up on that, especially in episode 13. Good. 
good. When everyone was convening together and discussing things, I could tell you guys are yeah. enjoying yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it helps having all that extra characters momentum and sounds like you're all kind of getting into the oh, swing yeah. of your characters. Mm-hmm. I know for me and my show that that's helped us a lot too. Our arc too is the same way for us where it's some of our best stuff. And it's because once you've had time yeah. with the characters, it just starts yeah. to come together. Yeah, really it's like nice. any other, any other storyline. You look at the Simpsons for crying out loud, season one and two are meh. It's Bart one liners. Then it becomes an ensemble <laughs> show <laughs> in season three. So yeah, it's kind of the same yeah, thing. You got to have that buffer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Orin and Bertram, they got to team up. They got to stick together. They had a familiar face for the things that they had to deal with. Brill and Mork kind of got sent off on their own. They had their own little problems they had to deal with. I want to start with Brill. Mm. Because I think of everything that happened, the stuff with Brill, for me personally, was the most... uh, What's the word? It's not quite as concrete, a little more abstract. Abstract is what I was thinking, yes. Abstract, yeah. Like, there's so much that was going on. It was all mental stuff. Yeah, big time. (laughs) So So we discovered the the person that was in Brill's mind, his name is Von Ulrich, right? Yeah. Did I get that right? So how does Brill feel about Von Ulrich and having him there as a presence? (laughs) Well, he's a little... uh, he was taken aback, especially after all this time, having not mm-hmm. heard anything. Um, I think he's excited to know more. Um, he he definitely is glad that he knows more than he did. But mm-hmm. um, he also likes his personal space, so he's a little um, uncomfortable with somebody <laughs> sharing his his brain pan. So. <laughs> The man inside me, yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun to have voices. Always in fun. Head. <laughs> <laughs> He's just pr- trying to bring a little bit of the real hunter into yeah. the character. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> How many voices are you up to now, Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> Whole baseball team. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> there you go. Plus a couple on the bench. Nice <laughs> callback. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> So the whole reason that Brill was able to find out about Von Ulrich and all that stuff that went down is because Ace invited him into his quarters and revealed that he was doing stuff. (laughs) But it's not super clear what stuff he's doing. I have theories about what he's doing. I'm wondering, I'm going to ask before I start asking questions, would that be spoiler territory if I start delving into that? Because I have so many questions about Ace and what's going no, on I, there. No, it's not spoiler territory. Yeah, we just haven't been able okay, to get cool. into his character stuff, you know. Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Speculate, Scott. Dante's like, no, really tell think? me your theories because oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter also needs to know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know more. Please. So, there, there's two things that kind of comes to my mind listening to those those moments and after what happens with Brill's vision and what he sees. The first is that my first theory is that Ace is trying to transcend his mechanical body. And like you guys made the joke in the episode, but it legitimately sounds like he's trying to become a real boy. <laughs> yeah. Like he wants to be a person. Mm-hmm. And the other theory is that Warforged 
maybe not all of them, but at least Ace and Brill came to be because someone else was trying to do the opposite, where they were trying to transcend beyond their fleshy body and get an immortal body and things went wrong. Yeah. Those are the two theories that I'm currently running yeah, with. Yeah, so I'll give a little background on Ace. Ace is like a military warforged. That, like His name is capital A, capital C, capital E. Like It stands for... I don't remember what it stands for. I can look it up later. <laughs> but uh, but uh, um, he's like a because th- when I sent it to Matt for him to pick, it's like a he's like a ship breaker. So like he can like board like a uh, whole um, airships and literally destroy them by the by himself. That's like how strong he is. That's what his whole like kind of uh, job was. Um, in the in the military for Orthane, um, and then he got uh, events happened. That's why he has a bump on his head, kind of like the Iron Giant, and he was had kind of developed mm. a, a higher consciousness, if you will, and now he's for sure trying okay. to yeah be a real boy. Okay, cool. That's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was seeing happening, but I wasn't sure. It's really fun seeing the angle of a Warforged kind of dipping into necromancy. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. I thought too. that was really fun. <laughs> it was spooky. Yeah. I, was, I was afraid. <laughs> Ace is a little scary. Brill's Ace, not scary, yeah. but I sure am. Ace is unsettling. He's unsettling. He's a lot yeah. of fun for yeah, me to really play is. as. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Brill is yeah. pretty unsettling, too. Well, yeah, Brill's, think... Brill's just sad. He's sad. Yeah, he's, he's sad and cuddly. That's how I've seen Brill. Yeah. <laughs> like a pug dog. He's about as scary is like an emo high school kid. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. He's just like a lot of people. The creepy thing that the emo kid is trying to be. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think mm-hmm. every time we've talked about the stuff that's happened to Bro, like I've always said, like I just want to hug Bro. Like I want to. Right. Like he's so <laughs> sad, but he's so nice, like, and I just like it's, you're fine. You're okay. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's so like sad. he's like all. <laughs> All stabby stabby, and then he does this thing where he's like waves really fast at Talma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talma talks to him. <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love the juxtaposition. And I love that so the cool. yeah. I love the sound effect yeah. that you enjoy. Yeah. Like rusty, yeah. creepy metal. I needed to build that one, but yeah, I got it, I got it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, my theories aside. After the experience with the visions and everything that Ace more or less put Brill through, what does how does Brill feel about Ace, and what are his theories about Ace's motives? Uh, they're the same. I mean, he. Oh, oh. Were you saying something, Dante? I just had a great question. Oh. Um, we can edit that out. Let's cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Okay. Um. <laughs> Quit so, being a sound guy and answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> if you say cut yeah, that, that yeah, means we have yeah, to leave. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I have, I have final say. I, uh, I, I pulled True. the strings here. I'm the puppet master. Dante thinks he's in charge. That's the after credit scene after the whole show. It's just going to be him going, cut that, cut that. For two minutes, I'll leave that whole thing between like, Warheck and Oren, where Warheck thinks he's in charge of the ship, but he's really not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love the lore we have going for that of everybody thinking they're in charge of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who knows he isn't is, is yeah. Brill, and he doesn't care. <laughs> but that's a good question. Did you did Brill's opinion of Ace change after that? No, it didn't. He and I have or Brill Brill and he have discussed <laughs> a lot about existence and what is consciousness and why a warforge is different than a person versus a construct and what defines us as beings that can choose for ourselves whether it's humans or or machines or beasts um and so he's not really surprised he's surprised he's gotten into uh like actual magic stuff now seeing my ignorance with the whole sorcerers exploding <laughs> part you might guess i'm not the D expert here but magic or sorcery <laughs> it's all the same to me <laughs> well, whatever the necromancy the whatever he's doing with his crystals and uh you know his, tattoos um, yeah. his sage smokes you know his reiki his mm-hmm. uh his Reiki, he's doing Reiki these his days. Whole, his whole head shop vibe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but his tattoo, he's always liked his tattoos, um, but he didn't realize that they were um, connected to the whole thing. Yeah. The whole mm-hmm. necromancy or whatever. Yeah, that part was really cool. Yeah, those tattoos are very interesting. Like from the get go, I thought it was a cool idea that, like, oh, this Warforged like etches things into himself. Like, that's that's a cool detail but i didn't think anything of it until the episodes where that just that we're discussing i was like whoa yeah these have meaning that is yeah. so cool, yeah, I that was cool too. again i told dante what to do there i created that whole <laughs> hardly yeah those that that was a lot of fun have you played psychonauts skylar do you know that game I have not. I've seen when they released like the remastered version. I watched the trailer for it, and like the premise sounds really interesting, but I've never played it. Yeah, so that's what I because I was like kind of bouncing ideas off of Hunter. I was like, okay, we're gonna do this right after he already decided like he's gonna go with Ace, and I was like, okay, you're gonna have to work with me because it's gonna be like real like uh weird trippy psychonaut type type land okay so just be prepared <laughs> so that's that's where i got that inspiration from that was a lot of fun to do i loved doing that with bro yeah that whole vision trip that he went on was very intriguing yeah. is there any specific like meaning to the dagger trees uh those feel important but i don't know if that's just me reading into it more than i should <laughs> uh no like it's brill's mind and like he likes to stab stuff right so that's like more on the very surface <laughs> level mm. i guess before he starts Not diving stuff. deeper gotcha. so yeah okay <laughs> well, <laughs> all right there, there it is <laughs> sad again <laughs> yeah so that's kind of, i just gotcha. kind of came up with that on the fly I was like, this is what you see now. And then so, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. it worked. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, it was interesting <laughs> enough to make me question it. <laughs> That's where it's at. <clears throat> there we go. There we go. All right. So, Joaquin, Mork 
had his own visions. He had his own little Indeed. trip. But his was through memory lane. We got a lot. So when, when it was first revealed that Mork's sister was a big part of his life, that first moment where she started coming into the picture, I was instantly like, something's going on here, but I don't know what it is. And as, as these episodes we're discussing went on, more and more of that relationship between you two came out and what she's yeah. dealing with. And so I'm very curious. Let's see. How did I word this question in my notes? What, based on the notes that she left Mork and Mork yeah. can't on the cards <laughs> that she was sending him, what theories does Mork have or what does he think is really going on with her? Ooh, yeah. Let's go down the list here. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- I think he definitely because at this point in his life he's even before getting on with on the wander with everybody he had gone to school for wizardry mm-hmm. um, knowing that these notes were kind of being passed around but he had a, a trust of the system of like the hierarchy of magic mm-hmm. and this is how you do it and there's still that trust there that I think was instilled with him within him through this game of Wizards of the Land. And so he sees himself as this embodiment of magic, like the pure form of what it should be. And I think seeing mm. his sister go through that, he's kind of torn because he he I don't think he quite understands exactly what's happening yet, even even now. Um, but I think he mm-hmm. he trusts his sister more than he trusts like the system, and so it's. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he probably um, has theories about her being trained for like battle magic and some sort of, you know, uh, essentially like a, a soldier in their army and mm-hmm. what purpose it is. He's not quite sure yet, but I think definitely something along those lines after what he's seen in the world after leaving school and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, your questions are all star questions, man. <laughs> Thank you. I've been very curious about this. <laughs> uh, Skylar in the Hall of Fame for guests. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. For this. <laughs> wait, now, I was going to wait until the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the crew had their discussion about what each everyone has figured out with Alpha and Brill's whole thing and all that. Does Mork think that what his sister's dealing with is tied to what the government's doing that's causing these I think surges? So. I think he definitely is worried now that she is like hunting sorcerers and that's what she's doing. Um, mm. And knowing what he knows now, that's really scary to him because he has relationships with people like Orin and he's seen kind of the other side and mm-hmm. is realizing, oh, they're not like these evil creatures that lurk in the shadows and are trying to disrupt the the nation of Orthane or anything like that. They're like, oh, they're just people. Mm-hmm. They just happen to do magic and they're being, you know, persecuted in this place currently. Yeah. So I think he's worried about that and worried about like the conversation if he does find her. You know, like, oh no, like, how mm-hmm. is she gonna understand that I've changed? And like, is she gonna change? Like, he's so mm-hmm. worried about talking to her and going over everything because he's been searching for her for a while now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that potential that they're now on yeah. opposite ends of the 
the board here is very yeah. interesting. I'm 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 excited too, to see man. where that goes. Uh, me, yeah, I hope me I don't too. die. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I, I have to cover my face while you're talking about it because I don't want to give anything away. I got no Dante Green. I got no poker face. So, <laughs> or he was, or, or he was burping. Uh, he was yeah. just yeah. smiling himself the whole time because he knows what's happening. Yeah. I got yeah, Dante's got this grin that just gives it all away. I do. I got a question for Walk. <laughs> which was the hardest for you to hear? Like which, like of the of the messages that Fela sent? Which ones were the was like the most impactful. Probably, if you remember them. Um, yeah, no, probably the last one. Cause at that point he like, he's getting these messages. It's a consistent thing. And I think probably for him, the sense of like powerlessness is starting to yeah. creep in. Like, Oh, I can't do anything. But it's like, I don't know where she is. I yeah. getting these messages. They're coded. Like it's obviously her but I can't do anything. And so I think his option is just like, I just need to learn as much about magic as I can and try yeah. to mm. get into school and, and like do all that stuff. Yeah. So and be different types of magic. Different too, types of right? magic. Yes. And that's why yeah. and we've gone over that before, but Dante was pretty strict about if he's going to the school of transmutation, just transmutation spells. Um, but being his, his characters a little more on the outside, he's like, well, I've learned a couple mm-hmm from people, you know, all these different types of magic spells and stuff like that. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Joaquin, because this just occurred to me during this conversation. Uh, you answering that question is waddle mama, a propaganda tool used by the man to propagate the negative vision of sorcerers that the culture has today. I think that's a yes from Dante just by that face. Yeah, it, it has crossed my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got real excited. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say yes because it is like hmm. it's magicians. It's like a popular game, blah, blah, blah. But that's right. Yeah, it's wizards. Right. It's not what a sorcerers. great opportunity. It's yeah. wizards of the land. What a great yeah, opportunity exactly. for, the, for the, the man to kind of portray yes. sorcerers as the villains. Yes. Yeah, and like there, there's celebrities in the game and stuff. We'll get to those probably at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. 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 Uh, yeah. There's like competition, infiltrate a tournament. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Please, yeah. We'll get to that. A certain type of deck. <laughs> yeah, but it's it definitely. I would say me walking would that definitely is- say that it is. Cool. Yeah. Is that like, something that you already knew? That is really about cool. the, the Wizards of the Land. Is that how you already saw That's it? That's how as I propaganda? saw it. Dante and I have never explicitly said that. Really? Because that is wow. it may not be awesome. the case, and that is that never, nothing that I have ever thought of. That it never as, occurred to me. Honestly, really? Oh That's wow! Amazing. Yeah, wow. yeah. Nope. That's nope. cool. Yeah. There you go. Is Skyler yeah. really here, or is, he, or is he a figment of my imagination right now? Is that I what don't know. What is, what, is, what is this? <laughs> is this a, is this 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 a fight campaign club this whole thing? Time. Like, what's Guys. going on? <laughs> He's <laughs> AI. Not the willed him into existence. Yeah, no, I think... Wait, 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 wait. It's Does so that mean fun. that the sorcerers are the ones that are exploding? 
<laughs> They're the ones that were. Hey, oh, shit. oh God! I was like, wait a minute, Hunter, hold on. I, I can see Dante imploding in real time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I I think it's really fun. Hey, you've taken Waddle Mama, which at the beginning of the show just so feels like a fun little yeah. gimmick for Mork's character, and you've turned it into something like extremely yeah. meaningful. Mm-hmm. Even just with like how it represents the relationship between Mork and his I sister, mean, that's how they that's got into really magic. Fun. Or Mork got interested in magic was like playing this game, and he sees himself in this, yeah. you know, as this oh. like a persona playing this game. Like I am a magician, wild. and so that's yeah. how he got wow. into it. They both did. And it's more than just a Magic the Gathering parody. Yeah, which I, yeah. That's what I always as a propaganda tool worked perfectly on him. <laughs> yes, it so, did absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, yep. That's yeah. so cool. That's, so that's cool. crazy, dude. Skyler, it didn't cross your mind. I'm sorry. I have a question for Skyler. Um, okay. Did were you able to hear how me and Walker were kind of holding back tears when we were <laughs> interacting, <laughs> like as Fela and as Mork? I, I wouldn't necessarily say I could hear tears, but I could feel the emotion yeah. in the moment. Like the emotions were coming through. Yeah, that sure. was the, family like, stuff when always it, gets me. That was that was some oh, great role yeah. playing for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that first, I could because I could hear it when I was going back and and editing. I was like, oh man, like mm-hmm. I was I was I was like getting choked up a little bit, especially like when I first mm-hmm. introduced her, and I was like, sorry, Morky. I was like, oh god, I got I gotta take a break. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's because Dante that's because Dante's a big brother. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the yeah. big one to little Joaquin. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. She's just his self. And when, when Hunter was beaten up and bullying Joaquin back in the day, <laughs> yeah, right. Dante had to save you. <laughs> save him. <laughs> yeah, dude, Dante did get in a fight <laughs> early on defending us <laughs> in elementary school. Yeah, both you know, of wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, did that Really? That was a Wait debt. a second. I owe him. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. But yeah, dude. Family stuff always gets in, gets me yeah. in the feels. But yeah, dude. That was a, that was a, a lot of fun to do. So. Okay, critters. Let's squash this beef. There's been some talk among the realms that I only give kisses to the most beautiful dice before I make a big roll. Now you can call me shallow. You can call me short-sighted, but it's true. My lips will only touch undeniably beautiful dice because life is too short to kiss mediocre dice, but I have found an eternal partner in dice. Dice Legion. Dice Legion dice, much like a lover's left butt cheek or a perfectly executed drag show, are undeniably beautiful. They offer a wide selection of beauties for you to choose from and you will have no problems committing to, using, and kissing these dice for every single game. Go to DiceLegion.com and use a promo code WADDLEMAMA at checkout to receive 15% off of these stunning dice. That's WADDLEMAMA spelled W-O-T-L-M-A-M-A at checkout to receive 15% off of your purchase because you're going to want to be seen kissing these dice in public. I guarantee it. What heck? Captain says he can't get you dragon's breast soup, but maybe Mama D can't. Oh. Oh. Warhick's diary. I shouldn't. But I didn't open it. 
beloved diary. Captain once again failed to get me all 12 earlobes, but luckily I had six to spare. Oh, which is the only reason our patches weren't fully pissed by those damn ravens. The only thing that sets my mind at ease is a new podcast called Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies. They are a high action campaign with newbies who ask a lot of questions. Well, that's rude. I look forward to hearing them when they release episodes every Tuesday morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of my favorite podcasting apps. I discovered them by searching Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, and I now follow them on Instagram at D and D and Dummies. That's D, the letter N, D, the letter N, Dummies. And they are the only reason I am able to lead this crew? What the fuck is he talking about, crazy bastard? Mork's visions, his little walk down memory lane, it all climaxes at the very end where he's given the opportunity to choose chaos or order. And he chooses chaos. And as a result, Mork is now the carrier of yes. the Lefkis shard. I am dying to know what Mork thinks about that. I know like in the episode, <laughs> yeah. he's freaking out and that's very obvious, but so like on a deeper one. level, yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean to him? Having that is a it's, part uh, of him. It's now. weird. I don't, it's surreal to him. I think, yeah, in the episode, it's like when he's talking to Isaac, he's like, you're not real. Like, you're mm-hmm. a, a fable. You're a fairy tale. And, like, all of this that's happening right now is just essentially like if somebody found Excalibur and is holding it in yeah. their hand and it chose them, mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, no, no. <laughs> like, I don't want it. I don't want, yeah, you're, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this thing right now. Yeah, at, at, he's at a loss for words, I think. Just cruising at this point Mm -hmm. he's not questioning it or like trying to think too deeply into it because i think if he did he'd probably go insane it would be like it's too much (laughs) information overload for him it's i'm really glad that we had the conversation about the propaganda of waddle mama and that whole like mork's relationship with it because that changes how i view his relationship with the leftist shard now because to from what i've gathered the government of Orthane views sorcerers and the chaos that they bring is bad. So, like, chaos itself is what they're trying to stamp out. And so now that Mork is so tied to this element of chaos, that's really interesting as part of that character arc that you guys are building for him of going from sticking with the system, learning magic, realizing things aren't the way they are, and now being basically getting closer and closer to being, like, the opposite of what he grew up thinking. <laughs> so it's basically like Mork, how he vis- how he views himself is coming to fruition now. <laughs> Based off like yeah, how exactly. he dresses, yeah. how he acts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a workout montage at some That's point. True. <laughs> Mork gets jacked. <laughs> no. He, he's good the way he is. You're the best. No one's ever keeping down. <laughs> so Dante, that leads me into a question I have for you. For both Brill and Mork, their little visions and their character sidebars that you had for them ended up leaving them as characters mechanically having features from other classes that they haven't multiclassed yep. into, where Brill's got the Pact Blade from the Warlock class, but isn't yep. a Warlock, and Mork has mm-hmm. the Sorcerer's Points. 
Where did you get the idea to do that? Because I think that is the coolest oh, thing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree too. <laughs> Whoa, thank you. Look at me. Thank you for asking. Thank you. I am a genius. Yes, uh, it really is. Yes, this is my real I hair. You know, Iris in the hall. Hey, gas him up too much. We're gonna be hearing of this shit for days. Tyler. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I think I went into this designing this world and this campaign with the idea of like challenging um like typical st- stereotypes of of fantasy characters d and d characters right so like but there've been a number of times like in in Mork's flashback like one of the bullies was an elf and the elf was like chubby and short like that's not how typically elves are right um yeah uh, Renard he's like this <clears throat> I tried to do like an Appalachian like style accent, so like he's kind of like a hillbilly from from the the woods, but and, but he's a mechanically he's a druid, where druids are typically like hippie, right? And they're like like crunchy and you know, but no, Renard mm-hmm. is a, a hillbilly who likes to drink moonshine and tries to get drunk, right? So I was like, okay, what can I do? Because this is in lieu of, like, leveling up, right? I want to kind of level ups to be kind of few and Mm -hmm. far between because it's a difficult world and setting. So I still want to give my players Mm -hmm. good stuff, right? So this is how I – that's how I kind of fit it in because I didn't want to level them up, um, but I wanted them to get something from going through this heavy, heavy trial um, so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. how can I, what's, what's mechanically, what's chaotic. And then there's the, that sorcery class, right? Uh, the wild magic. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll give him sorcery points. <clears throat> and then for Brill, I was like, okay, Vaughn wants to give him something. He's, he's mechanically a, a necromancer, but he's not like a, a full on, He's not full powered in any way, but he can give something. So he's not going to mm-hmm. give him full powers of a warlock, but he's going to give him something that can help him out. Um, so that's kind of how how I did it and how I went about thought, thinking gotcha. about it. I thought that's knowing that that's a really fun way to do exactly what you're shooting for of like giving that feeling of level up without actually yeah. leveling up. That's really cool. The reason I love that so much is there's been times where I've had a character concept. And I'm like, I want to do this thing, but no one class really does it right. And multi-classing doesn't always right. feel right. So sometimes I've had to like give up the idea that I had. But that's I'm going to keep that in mind, and I'm probably going to bug my DM with it later next time I build a character. Because that, that was a really fun fun thing to do. I give you permission. Tell them, tell them another DM gives you permission. Awesome. Right? It's okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Skyler, you can leave at any time. <laughs> oh my god! Just tell my DM, hey, Dante has overseed your my yes. progress. Uh, he says this is he okay. He has blessed so it with his I, DM I powers. Yes. Probably the one person who asks for the most outrageous stuff most of the time. <laughs> There is always yeah. <laughs> a way to make something yep. work that's balanced. You will have to adjust it one mm-hmm. way or the other, but there's always a way to make something weird work mechanically as long as you're willing to give up some part of it. 
Yeah. But I think how we play, like, we're not, other than Josh, we're not rules lawyers here, right? Like, like even, even, <laughs> fast and loose. yeah, even, even me, I'm like, I'm like, no, that's cool. Like, in the first episode, okay. I let freaking Morik Wild Shape on accident. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no, that's, that's really cool. But we very yeah. quickly, you can do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which left that, so, in. I like that we left that in. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love D and D rule sets as more of a, a vehicle and a tool to to make yourself feel mm-hmm. cool, right? So so if you yeah. if you want to feel super powerful, I'm gonna let you feel super powerful. Like I truly mm-hmm. don't believe that there's any that there's any way to break the game. I truly believe that there's not a way to be overpowered as a character because if you're a DM, then all that does is give you permission to now make encounters even yep. cooler it it gives you way more avenues mm. to be able to test those characters in ways that they're maybe not strong in or put them in situations where they're they feel really really powerful which is which is also yeah. awesome like you don't mm-hmm. always have to like be shitting on your players like like what some of the coolest times is when they feel awesome which is kind of what happened in this last one that mm-hmm. we recorded on friday that was good and i thought that was really cool yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first yeah, time yeah. I felt cool since when I was bullying Joaquin <laughs> back in the first grade. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we like to come down to like, and it's not something that I've ever said before, but thinking about the way Dante was just saying it, but story before system. Yeah. So it's all about yeah, like 100%. making the story work rather than, well, on page 42, it says that we can't really I do this. That's, not, yeah, that's yeah. not fun. <laughs> Your words, <not> mine. <laughs> yeah especially for a like entertainment production exactly. side right. of things yep. like playing D D for to with the intent of creating a show to entertain others it's good to include that narrative flow that the rule of cool really supports mm-hmm. but there are also those really cool moments where when you can tweak, you like not break the rules, but use them in a cool mm-hmm. way, which is that's one area that, in my experience, rules lawyers oh, really yeah. shine. Yes, is finding those really cool, Josh. unique, yeah. mechanical ways that don't yeah. that aren't like subverting yeah. any rules, but just work. Instead of finding, instead of like blocking <laughs> things, they find loopholes yeah. and creative so cool. ways around. Yeah. And those are always super satisfying. Like the freaking arcane yeah. lock for the for the gate where the mm-hmm. intellect devourers yeah, are coming out. I was like, yeah. "Oh, dude, Perfect. yeah, that's so cool to do." But but like, there's I have to make it so that it's hard. So I'm just gonna have you do a check with it. And I was like, and "You yeah. got a nat 20. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was He's so good. Very lucky. I was rolling so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Dante brought up a note earlier this is kind of off topic but about challenging um sort of just the typical character roles and that type of deal um you wouldn't know this Skylar but we ran Orthane before we started recording or anything uh for a f- few mm-hmm. episodes with our nephew actually also <laughs> he was in there and we were just yeah. playing over yeah my son yeah <laughs> Matt's son and uh originally when we played we were introduced to alpha and he was this like very wizened 
sort of uh, what you would expect the of a grandpa. leader type deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he was just like he was older, mm. but he was strong and he was forthright and he knew what needed to be done. And he was powerful. Um, and he was honorable in that way. And yeah. <laughs> we didn't when we were introduced to this version of Alpha, we're all pretty shocked because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. a producer. We're all afterwards yeah. we're all like, what the heck, like, dude? I hate this guy. I don't want to do anything for him. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole like multiverse moment where we're like, like that's what not the heck? That's not my alpha. Exactly. I didn't get to play during that little stretch because, like, I was working like longer hours, and my daughter, I think, was like two at the time. Yeah. So, like, I I didn't get to play with these guys maybe like more than once or twice a month. So this whole thing that they're talking about, I had zero context of it. So when we got to that point, and like Joaquin was like, (laughs) what? Yeah. I was like, I don't. What's confusing? He's the old guy. <laughs> He's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love that decision to make him coarse and like yeah. unlikable. He's and, and just in this position of power. Yeah. Where you're like, uh, okay, well, you're you know, you're a means to an end, but you can also see his motivation. Like he's. Yeah. Yeah, his perspective. Like, mm-hmm. something forced him to be this way. And it's, you know, a yeah. lot of things, a lot of over his lifetime. And, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see if we have a, a view of, of Alpha in the past. Like, you know, as a younger man or when he was yeah. on the, yeah, in the, on the council. And he was nice. <laughs> when he was in nice. Umbrian, I want to yeah. see, because that would be an interesting turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, you feel for him when he has his family in stasis, like the limits he would go to. Mechanically speaking, I'll give you guys some insight behind how like that machine works. So, so it's like a temporal stasis spell, right? But because temporal spaces only last for so long, this machine essentially keeps it running and running and running. But in order to do so, alpha has to give power into the machine. Right. Mm. So that so that's how that's how it it essentially works. Okay, but he's the battery, and and I, yeah, and I did give this uh small de- I did give this detail about how like whatever's affecting his family is also affecting him. So he's not necessarily right. at f- ever at full mm-hmm. power. So when he's doing this, that's why kind of Duncan is there is to protect him and to help him out mm. and to look because beautiful. he's not he's not at full power yeah full. yeah and to look mm-hmm. like ha- yeah. henry cavill absolutely yeah, yeah. uh yeah yes. you guys the just completely on <laughs> shit on my cool weapon that i made for him <laughs> what <laughs> that is one of the greatest moments of the <laughs> It wasn't anyone else. So much so that I even went and made a meme about it. It's one of my favorite parts. Which so will be coming out. That. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Dante didn't talk to us for about three days after recording. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was so angry at us for ruining his cool weapon. I had this moment in my if mind. If it makes you feel yeah. better, Dante. <laughs> 
when you described that moment, there's a Magic the Gathering card that ha- that implies a similar yeah. power. That that's the first place my mind went to, and I was like, "Oh, that is so cool!" And then they they proceeded to go yeah, on and ruin it. And I was like, "Oh, Aww. it's still cool, but it's not quite as cool." As Skyler, I, I I thought the same thing. Like I had that card picture like in my head, and then the second Matt said what he said, I was mm-hmm. like, mm, that's "Yeah, bad. Mm, yeah." No more. <laughs> it, it, it completely changed so ruined mental Dante's image. creation and the magic. Which magic card is this? I've got to look this up now. I I can't Uh, remember the name. I gotta look that up. I know it's a white card. That's all I remember. Of course, it's a white card. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do have a white and red deck. So I. I, Let's see. I'll try and find it. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that that. That's that's how that works uh, for Alpha's machine that he has. That's really cool. I saw I and I, I and I totally picked up on the connection between the two. Of course, because you pretty much laid that out there that they're connected in some way. In no way, shape, and form until this conversation did I pick up on any kind of time, temporal aspect. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. It. It wasn't until Bertram specifically mentioned you don't mess with yes. time yes. magic that when I when he like, said oh, that I was wait. like. Once he said that, I was able to formulate, okay, I think I have an idea of what this machine is doing. But yeah, until Bertram pointed it out, I was like, that was one of those offline Josh Dante conversations because I didn't know anything about that. I believe his exact words were. I definitely didn't catch the living Yeah, I actually didn't tell Josh that it was time. And so that, that was all Josh. That's all him. Good job, Josh. Yeah, I, he's the job Josh for the group. Too. He's our scribe. So he, there's a reason for that. He's so good. That's what makes him the favorite, right? I think I remember that conversation. What made you think it was time, yeah, Josh? Just because, like, there's no way you could do like Mister Freeze shit in Orthane without it being time. Like, it, it, like, not just mechanically, but. Um, from the stuff that like Dante and I talked about when he was like going over like the do's and don'ts of magic and Orthane, like that's like there that has to be messed up somehow. So this has to be something bad. Yeah. So it was a Josh and Dante conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that the sorcerers are the actual ones that are exploding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the callback. That's going to be the title. That's going to be the callback. title of this episode. Oh, the sorcerers are the ones? <laughs> oh, wait, you're telling me. Wait a second. The sorcerers? But I will say, now I understand why uh, Bertram instantly knew why it has to be his dad. Now I get, I I I've put it all together now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just because of like the style or something about like the way it was put together was like that looks well, like his handiwork. That's all I've yeah, that's what I that's, that's what I was that's what I, that's what I was going for. Also, oh okay. yeah, okay, yeah, all right, good. So he recognized his style. Yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, I, I didn't go any deeper than that. I was okay. like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. But I didn't go any further into it to think about time or anything crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, he just sees a bunch of 516s bolts on there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 516s <five, laughs> bolts yeah. everywhere. Everywhere for everything. So I, I just put a link in the oh, chat. And that's what I was actually thinking of. I know there is an MTG card that is similar, but that's what I was thinking when 
Yeah. Yep. That's the one I was thinking of too. So everyone kind of touched on this question a little bit already, but I'm very curious to get a little deeper into it. Everyone obviously hates Alpha. I don't know but why. It feels like everyone has a different reason for help for yeah. hating Alpha. So I'm, I'm opening the question to everyone. Why does your character hate Alpha? What about him makes them mad? Uh, I think Bertram's is probably most obvious, just because he like trashed his whole life just yeah. to use him for something that was probably. Like he already felt that because he had to yeah. do a bunch of not great things for a gang, but to find out that happened just because some dude wanted to like mm-hmm. manipulate him enough so that he could use a skill set is that's yeah, messed and up. He called you a child. So many ways. Infuriating. Yeah. yeah, it's uncool. Bro. That was yeah. that was a pretty heavy bombshell. <laughs> yeah. I felt that one when I, I first I heard was it. Actually, oh. angry in real life when that happened. There's a joke about me being like my temper being bad, which is not like it's pretty true, but that was cool. <laughs> I haven't like I was, you, I, I had to, like, spitting mad, yeah. yeah. I had to settle for a minute after that whole happened. It was uh, it's one of those moments that makes it a good thing you guys record oh, remotely. I, oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. His volume almost it did. Yeah. I made it we almost heard it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you, I gotta boost his levels every time. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear this every time. I don't no. know what to say. It's my voice, all right. <laughs> It's your voice. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, I was lo- I was really guy. looking forward to that bomb being dropped on Josh. Yeah, uh, that's what I was probably most excited about as Alpha. Oh, and Alpha also hates Alpha. Oh, Good. he does. Yeah, no, he probably does. <laughs> he does. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say he does. Yeah, because he was like straight up. Remember, he's like, Sweet. yeah, I should die, but. I have to save my family first. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to help his family, There's guys. Self-loathing in there for sure. Jeez, that was a powerful moment when he said yeah. that. Was like, oh oh yeah. wow! Now Brill doesn't really care. Um, I mean, he's heard of him, of course. Um, Oren doesn't seem to really be a big fan, but he's not like Brill's. Like, uh, you know, not, he's not threatened. Not by him, Bertram level. Said quite blatantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's yeah. not that scary. No. no, I don't think Oren really hates him on a personal level. He's He finds him very annoying and obnoxious and he doesn't like him, but only because mm-hmm. he feels like he's kind of beholden to him or, you know, he's got the ring, he come, he come when I call oh, you kind of thing. Yeah. That doesn't sit well with Oren. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, about that. Mm, come on. He doesn't really feel feel like, he doesn't like the feeling of working for somebody or being beholden to anybody. And it's kind of getting mm-hmm. there with that employer-employee kind of relationship. And Oren's not Yeah, I was going to really say, he's cool like that it. micromanaging exactly. and, and that kind of a deal. And Oren has tried for years to just do everything but that. So he, do, he doesn't like where that's mm-hmm. going. But he doesn't hate him on some kind of visceral level beyond that. Yeah. That Mork sense. is... Um, I think he's too stunned right now. I think he doesn't like him, just first impressions, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just because I think everybody else doesn't like him. <laughs> he's kind of just vibing off that. <laughs> but I think he's just he's, too... He's like, I don't like him too, guys. Yeah, me, me I don't too, even me like too. him either. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. We hate him, right? Right? Good. Um, 
<laughs> but I, yeah, I think he's still too uh, stunned at this point that he even exists or that he's like in his presence. I think he's more curious than anything, just to know more about mm, him. Yeah. Me too. But me, uh, Joaquin hates him. I ha- I can't stand this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about the connection between him and Mama D? Were you, how su- were you guys surprised at all? No, but uh, I was surprised and I was curious. Me out that, yeah, like the coolest person on the ship was like friends with this person who's a <laughs> giant trash bag. <laughs> 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 I just it made me want to know more about like his background and where they have a connection. That's all. Yeah, it yeah. Kind of hit me with it. It, made me it didn't make me think less oh, of Mama no. D at all. It was just kind of like, wait, it, oh no, why? <laughs> what? It just means that at some point he wasn't completely awful. If she is like friends, with yeah, him. If right, Ma- right, exactly. True. So yeah, it makes me want to know more approval. about that mm-hmm. part of his life. Yeah, from Mama D. I don't know. I think Mama <clears throat> D is also one of the ones to just take anyone under her wing. So, I mean, look at more. So, true. She'd be I mean, <laughs> I, don't, true. I don't think him know. being terrible means that, you know, he didn't have to be good before. For yeah. Just yeah. 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 You'd probably have to do a lot to alienate Mama yeah. D. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like picking her up and throwing her over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you did that until I was, until I was editing, and I was I was cracking up for like five minutes as I was editing it. Maybe my glasses I got really all foggy. Yeah, I love that mental picture of that happening. For some reason, I kept forgetting she was a halfling. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot too. You could just see her little arms. Around. <laughs> and she was even cussing too, which is a big part of that whole. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> you're just still bleeding from it. I feel so bad because I honestly forgot about uh, Warhick the whole time until the end. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is a one more character here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, though, if it felt so yeah, unbranded. Totally. <laughs> like, I can just picture it. Like everyone's down below having this super intense conversation, and yep. every now and then you just hear him up yeah. there singing some sea shanty. It makes a lot of sense if you did involve him, because like he doesn't seem like he would care. Like he just wants to fly the ship and get yeah. weird stuff. Like that's that seems like his whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He likes to get weird. Yeah. yeah, he's on the kind of fringe of the crew. He's part of the crew, but he's just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Just leave me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves his job. Just to fly the ship, man. I just yeah, want to fly my ship. You know, that's his whole, <laughs> his whole vibe. You get earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he's probably my favorite. I I'm love me Warren. too, man. I really want to know his story. I feel like he's got a wild background. I want a background. You know what? Episode. I don't even care if I ever yeah, know his story. I just love him. Right? I like the mystery of it. He probably used to be in like a biker gang or something weird. And then like, I would love no, that. He was probably super raised intense. in a really normal house. It could go either yeah. way. Like super rough. Parents, life, or you know, it was like, super yeah. normal. There is no. And then he just he was fell in love with a couple of druids. Very conservative yeah. household. <laughs> Homeschool. You know. oh, oh, yeah. absolutely. And then he went on rum sprinting up. Never, came, never back. came back. Studies <laughs> Amish, too. Got it. Those gnomes, man. Yeah, those Amish gnomes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That was... So that's about it for all of the big questions i had awesome so now i kind of want to open it up to you guys is there anything specific any questions you guys have for each other or any hints as mm. to what to expect coming forward oh, you, from you're me? fishing for information skylar that's what you're you're no, I, 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 want so much I can't wait for the next episode my mom messages everybody for information even me <laughs> yeah i've got a question for skylar i've got a question for skylar has anybody ever said that to you you're just like my mom <laughs> I, I think i can with confidence, say you know. I yeah, never been to death by a thousand crabs. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do get that. Um, I have a question for for Matt because I think Oren's speech for me. Oh my end, gosh! Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> freaking yeah. awesome! Like especially in game, like playing it when we played it just recording oh yeah i was like oh shit mm -hmm. like did you write that down because it was <laughs> so perfect like for orange just sitting eating mac and cheese still <laughs> yeah through the and whole thing. This, like profound moment of like, <laughs> bringing the crew together <laughs> like that literally happens in that moment i think where everyone's like okay I, i'm i'm gonna ride for this guy like this is this is now yeah. my captain. <laughs> yeah, like you, you that's like when what's you the question? See, what do you what's did you your write question? that down or was that on the spot or no god no. No, that was just on the spot kind of thing. Um yeah. Yeah. even better. I, I don't know. I think it was just basically like I could see it, it really was something that happened organically because I could see what Oren was seeing. The whole crew was kind of mm -hmm. at odds, falling apart kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I told you guys in the moment that I just kind of, it was kind of a flashback to Sergeant Thompson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when, uh, when I was in the military, it was like, all right, you know what? Get it together. <laughs> and and uh, that's kind of what I would have said if Sergeant Thompson was talking. So that's what happened. That's amazing. <laughs> just came that's out. Fair. I don't know. Yeah, because to me, it was like, uh, a, uh, to me, from the outside looking in, it was like dad instincts where you can see this escalation yes. happening and you're like, uh, yep. and it hits this point. You're like, okay, I got to step in. No, like, now's yes, my time. 100%. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. If it goes any past that, it's going to get into the yeah. red and you don't want to get there. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So that's what was happening for sure. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. It really was the perfect, like cherry on top for the whole conversation. Like <laughs> it was the right moment for it. It was, it perfectly did yes, what it needed to yes. do. Like, 
as a listener's perspective, like it was perfectly yeah, played. It was amazing. Yeah, the yeah, back and forth with Alpha and everybody, and everybody hates him, and then he dishes a sweet like the the disses that Alpha has are like actually pretty good. <laughs> they bite. They burn, man. They're the birds they bite. Dude, they do. <laughs> Which kind of scares me because I'm like, oh, that's Dante talking <laughs> through Alpha. Yeah. Like, He's been holding on some kind of aggression. Yeah. A lot yeah. of shower conversations coming through. <laughs> I, I had to decompress a little bit after I embody Alpha. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> or else, else yeah. Ashley will kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, wait a minute. You just said one Um Matt, after. After doing that speech, do you feel like uh, more at ease now as kind of embodying Orin, like in RP situations, or like did that help you at all? Um, I don't think that moment was such a watershed moment for me as much okay. as it was for everyone else. You guys, <laughs> I was kind of surprised. At you guys' reaction, because I just said, uh, in my head, I'm going, well, this is what Oren would do. So I did it, and I was shocked that it impacted you guys so much. Sure. I really am still, that I'm just like, that was a thing? Yeah, that was a big, big deal. It was so intense, you yeah. got me to role play. It was crazy. Uh, swearing his fealty, so, I guess, to yeah. you. I don't, I don't know what, what? what. I love that. What is happening right now? So, yeah, I, I don't – it didn't change my perspective of Orin at all. I'm really glad that that communicated how I feel Orin is in my head, yeah. that that actually came out. I think that's, I think that's what happened is just like what's going on in my head with Orin actually came out really well in that one moment. So it didn't change anything on me. It, I'm just glad it showed. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. I, I love, I love how time works in D and D because like everything happened in like mm. 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 yeah, to 30 that minutes, was the right? Part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like yeah. mm, 20 minutes, and we're all like, "What? That's <laughs> <laughs> wild." Which means that Mork yeah. was just literally hovering over. Uh, what's his face for 20 minutes just with his eyes open probably yeah 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 that was great yeah it's really weird when you keep that when you keep that perspective of going like wait what time happened it puts things into a different perspective when you think about it yeah i think that's that's probably the biggest thing about the big moments too is that it's like oh yeah we were gone for like two hours now we're back okay (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. I love D&D. I love D&D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we're getting pretty close to the end here. So I want to do something with Skylar. Skylar, I want you to make a prediction for Uh-oh. each character yes. of what you think is going to happen here Ooh. by the end of the arc. Oh, yes. So uh, who would you like okay. to start with? I'm going to start with Mork because I have put so much thought into what is going on with his sister. Mm -hmm. I think my prediction there, there's, there's two ways I can see it going. I think I'm going to, the prediction I'm going to put down on the record is that there is going to be a climactic fight 
between Mork and his sister. Mm. They are going to have to come to blows for okay. some reason. Mm. Whether that's willingly on her part or like she's forced into it, I don't know, but mm. they are going to okay. fight at some point. Mm. Bertram, I think there's definitely a confrontation mm. with his parents at some point in the future. And I think there's going to be a kind of self-actualization moment for him where he finally puts his foot down. And is like, okay, I am done with this. I am not going to live the life that you guys want me to live. Um, Oren, my gut reaction is that he's going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> but the future is done. I'm going to take it a step further, and I'm going to say his death is what saves the rest of the crew and the rest okay, of the party. Okay. I love it. He's going to die I mean, saving it. them somehow. That would somehow. be great narratively, but personally, I hate it. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> oh, I'd be crushed. <laughs> and I think Brill's probably the hardest one for me because everything going on with him is so abstract. I think... I think for Brill, it's going to come to a point where Brill and Von Ulrich are going to start working together and are going to become symbiotic. And they're going to kind of like the protagonist of the Shadow of Mordor games, where it's like him and then that spirit side. That's kind of the relationship I see developing for those two. That's cool. Where they work interchangeably in Brill's mind for the same cause. Those are my predictions for what's going to happen. By the end of the arc or by the end of this... Campaign. Uh, okay, at, okay. Some okay. Point, at some point. I think at Unstated. some point, that's what I think is going to happen right. to every okay. character. All right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Dante, They're take on the record. Really <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, do don't do the Oren bit, though. That one we can. Yeah, maybe not the Oren bit. But no, now Oren's suicidal. You can block that one. It has to mean something, man. <laughs> This next few episodes, I think, are, are you're gonna like them. So we're excited for you to hear. Yeah, it's oh, I cannot I, I'm excited to edit yeah. these ones. The ones that we did live are gonna be so. I'm so excited yeah, yeah. yeah. those ones. Yeah, yeah those are gonna be great. It's a different excited. energy with the in-person and, recording. And when the clowns show up, you know, and, <laughs> oh, those guys are doing that again. Doing what again? Yeah, what again, Josh? What are you speaking Yeah, that spell jammer. Once last time, I think Bert died. <laughs> and then Krieger became best friends oh, with yeah. Brill, yeah. and then I started a new character named Grumble mm-hmm. Gus. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh uh, man, well, it's, there's a couple other ones. Mark became what did he his like superpowered or something? I don't remember all the weird stuff we said. <laughs> I don't remember oh, what we said. Yeah, I was gonna say sorcerer's <laughs> me into one of your dogs. Oh, uh, Mark no, dude, <laughs> no, entrap my soul in one of your okay, animals. Bertram is. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. (laughs) That is not what happened. There's no children involved. Nothing like no. that. But I like that. Make that a thing. Joaquin just wants oh. to make everything Unless dark it's is what he wants. That's in the dogs. He wants it to be Warhammer Absolutely for horrible. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh. Darkness is my ally. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Go there. It's a different campaign. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Birthday Massacre recently, uh, yeah. so I'm down. There you go. <laughs> Anybody else have anything 
they want to say or uh, before we end it? Just 100 million thousand thank yous to Skyler. Yeah, yeah uh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Being an excellent dude. Well done. Thanks for dealing yes. with us. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. sending all those thank yous back to you guys because this was awesome to get to chat with y'all. And yes, I, you would not believe how many podcasts I've listened to, and I've had these thoughts, I've had these questions. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could just ask these things. I wish I could talk Same. to these people. Yeah. And you guys made it happen. I'll so thank you, thank you guys thank you for you having do. me. Yeah, you, we'll have to have yeah, you this back. This is awesome. To, yes. Skyler, uh, can you tell everyone like what your podcast is about and where they can plug find it? And, yes. Yeah, plug like plug your stuff, yes, my man. Absolutely. So I am a player and the editor for Fireside Dice. It's another live play D&D podcast, much like this fine one that you're listening to right now. <laughs> um, our The thing that we're doing is we are playing in the multiverse of Magic the Gathering as our setting. And we're all playing yes. Planeswalkers, which means whenever we don't want to deal with something, we can just leave it behind. I like and it. it's fine. Oh, cool. yeah. Really yeah you sweet. play Bartholomew. That's awesome. I play Bartholomew Avenant. I'm a bard. I've, I've started calling him Bard Dad because he's the dad of the group. Um, we just, at the time of recording this, we just kicked off our arc two, and it is some oh, yeah. good stuff that's coming up. So. Awesome. If you haven't tuned in yet, you can start on episode twelve, and it should work Sweet. out just fine. So, that's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, what's so the excited. What's the podcast again? And your socials and all the things. So the podcast is called Fireside Dice, and you can find me on Instagram at realms underscore of underscore roleplaying, and that's where I'm the most active one for the show. And so if you have any questions or want to keep Thanks. up to date, that's the best place to follow. Awesome. Skyler is the most active person in the D&D podcasting community. My God. Hands, no, hands I down. Hands it's amazing. Down. I'm try- I was yeah. going to ask you, actually, a question for you. How do you consume all of these podcasts? Because I'm like I trying so hard. And Guys, I'm like, I can't keep speed. up with all this. Triple speed. Listen yeah, back. <laughs> I am fortunate to work in a job where my supervisors don't mind if Excellent. I have earbuds in. And so I can consume like six to eight hours Excellent. of podcast a day. Amazing. That's a so sweet game. That's how I do it. <laughs> that's that's wild. That I is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Yes. I, I cannot. I have gremlins who need me all at all times so <laughs> farm hands <laughs> yeah. demons <laughs> yeah if i if i was limited to listening to him at home i wouldn't listen to anyone yeah. <laughs> so that's the only reason i'm able to do it oh, man. Yeah, yeah. this was so this much. was so much fun yeah thank, thank you, you so skyler much, so much very much absolutely uh, i motion to once again you. induct you into the hall of fame we took i took you out and then now we <laughs> put you back yeah, in. second a second it yeah <laughs> all in okay. favor Second, yeah. dude. Third, I, dude. I, okay, I, there you go. It's done. Awesome. It's done. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you the medal in the mail. Yeah. Um, there is a thirty-two dollar Texas Roadhouse gift certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, every time I record, oh, I've got this. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. You guys have a lifelong fan in me. Yes, thank you, you so much. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's such a random number. That's right? all we have. <laughs> oh, no. All of our money money. Money. Texas Roadhouse investments. <laughs> it's a long story. All right, we'll catch everybody next time on Death by a Thousand Crits. Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.